You could make a gin. Uh, no, you need vodka to make gin. Well, get some potatoes, make your vodka, and then once you've got your vodka, then you can make your gin. Okay, I know I'm Irish, like, but I can't just magic potatoes out of thin air. You are listening to The Learning Factory. Please justify your decision to listen with reference to the specification. All right, what are we talking about today? We are talking about French cave paintings. French cave paintings, we are. Welcome to The Learning Factory Podcast. Um, this is episode three of season two, period two, whatever you want to call it. Um, yes, we are talking about cave paintings. We are, this is a story for, for those, the, the uninitiated, this is a, a probably not true story that I tell my students every time we discuss sketching about how everyone can draw and the first cave paintings were discovered somewhere in France. And we still know what they mean because they're drawings and it doesn't take a genius to work out that the guy is chasing a bison with a spear or something like that. Design ideas correctly interpreted by others. Using annotations if appropriate, I believe the criteria says, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine. Oh, chase bison with spear. Yeah. It's like, well, sorry, actually, you get you get these people like that's not a, an effective design drawing. I feel like that's more of an antelope than a bison, really. And we're not designing antelopes, are we? Shut up. You've gone, you, you've gone a bit of a uh, a, a devil era voice there. Oh yes, guys, yes, very uh, subtle Irish accent. Yes, like the former <laughs> former president and prime minister of Ireland, Eamon de Valera. Actually, now I've got into the current president of Ireland. I've got into Mikey Higgins. <laughs> <laughs> the people of Ireland are probably appalled at my terrible interpretation of our hobbit-sized precedent. Oh, I'm definitely cutting that bit out. I'll be excommunicated or executed <laughs> or, or both. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, so we've got the criterion B, the uh, developing ideas, um, is one that you can certainly have plenty of fun with. And We've often talked about this, Dave, where it's one that you don't have to have writing in it, really. Not a single word, apart from maybe an annotation here or there. But yeah, it's and it's also one that I think you can do backwards or forwards. You know, you don't have to do it in a particular order. Um, it's certainly, apart, from the, yeah. apart from the last two sections, obviously, but you can do it. Can, it can jump back and forth quite a lot. So half of it you have to do in order, but the other half you can mix up. Yeah, but you can choose your design and then go, oh, wait, hold on. I need to adjust something and go back and go back again. Yes. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. So I think. All yeah, right, you um, pedantic person who actually knows what yeah. they're talking about. I was trying to make it so, more fun. That's right. But I definitely agree with you there. The best way to jump into this one is to jump into uh, B2 straight away, where you are uh, coming up with design ideas. Um, from my experience, kids. They, they they understand what a design um, a design specification is, but they sort of get a bit too hung up on only making one thing then. So if you'd get them to jump into, let's just get ideas down on the page, thumbnails, quick thumbnail sketches. Doesn't matter what it is. Doesn't matter if you can't make it, if you don't have that skill level. Yeah. Just get those ideas down on the page. Yeah. In a perfect world, what would you have? Or in a in an absolutely nuts science fiction world, what would you what would you have to solve the problem? Yeah, 
and going away from the what's possible, what are my rules, and what's holding me back here. Yeah, yeah, and I and I would try like, and obviously depending on the the age level of the the kids too, but I always you know get them to get ten thumbnails down, so mm. and that's something that gives them all right. Let's you're going to spend two or three minutes per thumbnail, just quick, get them down. Yeah, simple box drawings. Yeah, this is the thing as well. Like, I'm I'm actually looking at a picture here. Whether it's digital or a product, like honestly, a, a napkin drawing is is fun. Yeah, yeah, it's always the classic stories of a design. Like, oh, that was designed on on a plane from somewhere to somewhere on the back of a yeah. aircraft napkin. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So do doing that, and and there's quite a bit of work. Like a lot of this um, design cycle, we you know the the limitations we have in design with how much time we get on a timetable. Mm. We often find that, okay, you, you're sort of spending a period, you know, like an hour, I guess, per strand. You Pretty much, yeah. You know, mix and yeah. match a little bit. But definitely B2 is where you do need to spend a chunk of time because there is actually quite a bit of work in it. Yeah. And if you skim over it, you end up paying for it later. Like if they don't think yeah. about how how this design actually works, or like yeah. how, how it actually functions, like the we'll get onto this with C in a later episode. But like you get a kid who's got this amazing idea, and you're like, that's that's a really cool idea, and they just haven't thought about how part A will join onto part B. And yeah, like, I just hop do it. It's like, yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, they just haven't. And that's thought, where thought it through. when you you know it's it's difficult in lots of places around the world at the moment with remote learning. But a lot of those things can take place in A, when you're doing research, where you can be teaching kids sketching skills. You can yep. be teaching them those little, um, you know, like if you're doing joinery, how they're going to connect. If you're doing soldering, you can look at soldering mm. because it can all, it's that skill development that can be a part of their, um, their research. Yeah, it, but anyway, it has to be a part of it. Yeah, um, back so to yeah, the back to the back criteria. to the paintings. Yeah, so <laughs> so yeah, you've got the idea of how you how you want to hunt the uh, hunt the bison over the cliff. <laughs> several different several things. I think it's worth in this stage as well doing a little bit of modeling, whether that's digital or physical, um, because yeah. you can you can sketch something and it can be perfect, and you end up sketching it from the one angle all the time. And you maybe don't appreciate how difficult it is to create that thing physically, especially yeah. with things like furniture or architecture. Get your toothpicks out and your skewers and chopsticks and, and try and make a little simple model. And that was yeah. one of the things we did today, actually, in my class. Or even get on Tinkercad. I'm using Tinkercad with grade 10s just because it's quick and easy before yeah. they go into more heavy CAD drawings just to get something. And that's done. it, where you, you can have those three three levels of of design where you have your your hand-drawn drawing um your your cad drawing yeah and then you have like a, a prototype model mock-up as well yeah and you've got your through. we were doing it as well you've got the even within the modeling the physical modeling you've got the beauty model which looks cool mm. and you'll give to a client or a, a whoever to say like what do you think of this and it doesn't work and then you've got the functional model, which is a bit hairy and held together with duct tape. 
and it, yeah. that's the one that actually moves and functions or whatever. Yeah, that whole the, the concept model and then the, yeah. the crude prototype. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the one that's held together yeah. with hopes and prayers. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I would then get the – so once I get the kids doing their 10 thumbnails, um, which they don't really need to annotate. No, not thumbnails, so much. No. From there, I get them. Then they're choosing sort of three or four of those, depending on 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 the um, the age bracket, and mm. also depending on how much time you've got to. So once they've identified three or four of those, then I get them to then draw them up in a bit more detail. So this next drawing is then okay. We've looked at different types of. Uh, like different methods of drawing, I want you to sketch it up. Usually you go with like an isometric. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something with a bit or sketch if, it up. If it's got loads of parts, you could do a very simple exploded or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, give me some basic annotation. What material are you using there? How's that joined there? What's the purpose of that? Just some basic stuff. Then once they've got that, then they can start to think about, okay, well, what are the specifications? So they might end up where they've got, okay, well, I need these specifications for this, these, for this, these, for this. Let me make a list of what I think are the best specifications. Yeah. And then they can then take that back to. Yeah. To, then they've done B1. Yeah. You're, what's, what's, what does this thing do? Translated backwards into what do I need all of them to do? Almost. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, are, the, yeah. what are the main features of this design? And then widen it out a little bit. Because then you, as you go back, you might go, oh, wait, I could have actually done it that way. And you might yeah. go back and forth a little bit. Do you remember the time I got caught with this in grade 12 when the kid didn't tell me how big his prototype was going to be? Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> There's a kid making a recording studio. I wish he made one for me. It wouldn't be so echoey. <laughs> and he didn't tell me how big <laughs> it was. And he spent a whole week making this prototype down in the primary school. And I got a, an email from the primary principal going, uh, what's this kid doing? I was like, why? He's, he's taken up the entire grade three, four corridor with this tree house he's built. And it was like two meters by two meters by three meters tall. It was huge. And he fit the whole, the whole band in there. Oh, yeah. I can, he could have, could have fit the electric light orchestra inside there. Yeah. Huge. So, yeah. A few annotations, maybe. How big is it going to be? Uh, so, yeah. So, ideas first, then sort of developed ideas. And that's still in B2, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's all B two, and then go backwards and sort of derive your in between, say, the developed ideas and the initial ideas. Kind of derive your specification somewhere in the middle there. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because again, then, here you can use your Access FM stuff if you want. If you're stuck for what to write, you can use your headings from Access FM. Yeah. 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 Within reason. Yeah, because then you're as you go into B three, like then you justify why you're choosing the one you are. Now, some people in the past, and there's nothing wrong with this, where they'll do a, a bit of a, a tick, check and cross, right? Mm. Let's look at your three designs. Let's tick the specs it meets, meets and the ones it doesn't. Yeah. That's, that's all. It's a way to do it, but it's not sort of justifying as much, you know. So this is where this is really the only part where there's a, a bit of writing come in but it doesn't even have to be that much really because yeah. often it's better done as a um orally where the kids then saying well this design here 
might look like the best design because it, it meets the majority of these specifications. So it doesn't. But I'm an absolute numpty when it comes to skill work. So for me to actually achieve that, I wouldn't be able to do it. So for me, this is actually the best design. It may, might not meet all the, the specifications, but I've got the skill level that's able to achieve that. Yeah, and you keep that excuse in your back pocket for later on for changes or for, for whatever, yeah, or for your evaluation. Yeah. Why, didn't, why didn't you go with that best option? Well, I wasn't up to it. Public shaming element of that is pretty good as well. Like, here's my idea. And they all go, well, that's the best idea, but this one's cooler. Or, or that one, you'd probably be more able to do that one. So why don't you go to that one? It's kind of like yeah. the, um, the architectural critique, if you're any architects in the audience, listeners. The other important thing to think about here when you're going through is where you're thinking ahead to the technical skills. What are mm. the technical skills that are going to be required for the kid to do this product? Is it, have they designed something that allows them to hit that higher band? Because yeah. that's where I, it's your job as a teacher. You, you, you shouldn't cut them off there because they're, they're not thinking ahead to that. That's up to you then to think, well, if you do this, you probably can't show these things. So how can we just change this up a little bit mm. in order to be able to, for you to have that option? You don't, you don't have to be able to do it, but you have to have that option, you know, opportunity to be able to achieve and demonstrate these high skills. Yeah, I, a good example of that, as I had a student last year, we were doing toys from recycled material and they wanted to make a set of Skittles, like bowling Skittles. And yeah. so that was just going to be old plastic bottles filled with sand. Yeah. And it wasn't going to be great. And there was a ball. The ball was slightly more in-depth. They were going to like make a ceramic-style ball. But it was just making a ball, like a clay ball and, uh, and some, some bottles. So I was like, yeah, you're only going to get a three or a four here for tech skills. So why don't you make the alley as well? Or a carry something to carry all of this stuff in. And there's your your extra element to, to bring your skill level up. So that's where we come in to simplicity is the mother of design, but it's also the way to get a crap grade. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that's it. And, and this is where, it, you know, the journey and the ability to, to try and demonstrate in your learning from failure. So it doesn't have to be, I don't care if you end up with a perfect bowling pin. <laughs> <laughs> I just have visions of that episode of the Simpsons, you know, where they, um, I wonder what happens to the bowling pins after they're knocked down and they all go in the furnace and they pare down one whole tree to make a bowling pin. And at the last second, the guy is like painting the red line on it just as it goes onto the alley. Yeah. Well, that obviously that's, that's some skill work there using the lathe. Yeah. Christ. I don't have a lathe. God almighty. So, I don't have a pot to piss in at the moment, sitting at home in my office. So, right there. So, and, and the other key part about this is uh, when you're justifying your choice, it's important that you make reference to the design specifications. Yeah. Now, you may not have to reference all of them, but you need to be talking about this, uh, this design meets these specs this way mm. or it doesn't meet this and this is the reason why. Yeah, it's not like you need to, like you say, tick them off. But you can say it meets the majority of these 
aesthetic specifications, these material-based specifications. You can do them in categories and stuff like that once you're making sort mm. of direct references. Or if you wanted to be super technical, you could code your specification, like aesthetics is one, and then three points, and that is 1.1, 1.2, 1.3. And then you can later on go, well, this achieves specification points 1.1 through 1.7 or something like that. Yeah. That's yeah. slightly more up the ladder. That's probably like grade nine and 10 stuff, but still has to be done. That's, that's one of the things you just have to do it. And if you're grading and they haven't done it, you're like, oh, I could have given you a really high grade here and you just haven't ticked that box for me. You quietly have a word with them. Yeah. And go, Can you just do this quickly? Go for it. <laughs> what are the skills we're teaching here? As opposed to the criteria, what we're sketching. But what if you're a craft sketcher? sketcher? What if you're, if you're a teacher out there and you can't sketch for diamonds? Well, I suggest you get onto YouTube and Fucking learn. learn. <laughs> yeah. Like, and this is the thing, right? You don't. It's it's not like your sketching is different to bloody art, right? Mm. Yep, definitely. It's a. Uh, it just sometimes takes a bit of time and patience and um, tolerance. <laughs> <laughs> tolerance to acceptance you. yeah acceptance of your yeah. place in the world yeah i, I agree it's just, yeah. there's loads of people out there and you you watch a few videos you, you can get it down and you, no one's expecting you to come out with these you know beautiful bloody um you know what are those lithograph type sketches yeah, you know, yeah. in the old books but but you you know every, everyone can do it and that's where taking that time you know, have a lesson where you, you're just focusing on the skills. Mm. Get them to do perspective drawing. Turn it into a bit of fun. Get them, so do a two-point perspective. Do a three-point perspective. Have a five-point perspective as an oh. extension for those kids that yeah. do get it on where they're, they're drawing within the sphere, like the, the city in the sphere. Oh, yeah, that one, it's, yeah. It's, it's more for them to understand you know that the angles that they work with and how to get that that depth yeah we're not interested in in shading and light and tone and stuff like that we're just interested in proportion perspective and sort yeah. of communication yeah and and give them a, give them a few like give them a, a perspective you know three point perspective as as one option mm. uh, just go your standard isometric go orthographic depending on what it is give them a range of different uh, styles and then have them identify which one is the best for them to be able to use. Yeah. Maybe they use the orthographic, uh, sorry, the isometric for their, their B2, their developed design ideas. But then when they get into B4 and they're going for their planning drawings, maybe then they're going um, orthographic or exploded or, or something like that. Yeah. Even flip it around. If you don't have much time in class, you can't afford to demonstrate these things. You just want them to be doing it. You could do the flip classroom. What's that YouTube thing where it's not Flipgrid, but it's something where you can um, you send a YouTube video, but you can stop it, record your voice, and then it continues. Yeah, right. And no, so, like, you can go, all right, this is, you can do all the drawing techniques in one video, and you could say, all right, use this for this, use that for a strand, this, use this for this. And yeah. they can just read, listen to that at home before they come in. You don't waste any time then. I'll figure yeah, out what that so, is now before the end of the lesson. And that's where, so you could probably, you would do a few of those lessons, like a little skill things at the start, mm. you know, when 
before you get into B so that they understand. So those kids that get their thumbnails done quickly. Um, yeah. And you can then really when, your research, yeah. Yeah, and then when they're doing it, and then you could do another a revisit of it before they get into their, their final drawings. So a good way, um, like a good um, way to do it and um, the crazy Kiwi Joe Veal used to do this a lot just to improve sketching was like quick sketch. Basically, you've got a pencil. You don't need an eraser. You've got a little eraser whatever. Yep. You, and she would, whether it was the first five minutes of the class or the last five minutes of class, just put something up on the board and they just had to do quick sketches of that. Yeah. And you could then expand on that and say, okay, you're doing a quick sketch of this, but you're doing it in this style. Mm -hmm. like you're doing this process. And it was for anything. It was like design, you know, um, draw like a butterfly. Do, a, a, you know, those rubber bracelets. Yeah. Armbands. Design one of those for the school. A cool yeah. water bottle. All just random stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, so there's again, there's videos for, for those. Like, you could do it in what is it, three minutes, one minute, 30 seconds? And you see how you yeah. that to boil down what the important elements of the piece are. So, like, draw a chair, yeah. three minutes. Yeah. You're going to spend fucking too long doing the shading and all that nonsense. One minute, yeah, oh, yeah, Christ, yeah. quickly, 30 seconds. What? That's a chair. And yeah. then tell them, yeah, that, that 30 second drawing, that should be your thumbnail. That three-minute yep. drawing should be your developed idea. Yeah. So that's a, another sort of way of doing it. One, one of the things I remember, actually, which is important for if you're super new to this and you, you have a group of, say, uh, grade six or seven, so like 10, 11, 12-year-olds, they can't think in 3D yet, which for us as adults is really hard to imagine. So like you tell them, all right, I want you to draw this chair and you just describe the chair to them. They, have, they don't have a notion what you're talking yeah. about because they can't imagine yeah. it. They have no yeah, abstract seem, thought yet. Same flat shapes. Yeah, they can't do it. And even to describe how to do isometric drawings or oblique drawings or something like that, no idea. You have to show them a physical object in front of them and then like turn it around. I'm, I'm yeah. making motions with my hands here that only Jesse can see. <laughs> and physically turn it around for them and say, okay, draw this side of it. Now draw the front of it. Now draw the top of it. There you go. That's orthographic. Draw it from this angle. That's isometric. Um, and that's so, the thing yeah. that they, yeah, they certainly struggle with that with orthographic about keeping it. Like if that's the size of it here, it has to be the size of it there. And it, you need to make sure you do it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those guidelines are super those, good. Those yeah. Once you've got that for B4, you've got your first drawing. This is where it depends on how much time you've got, where you can then expand into, okay, now we're going to do it in, in CAD. Yeah. yeah and. Yeah, yeah. The, the beauty of then doing it in CAD is because that is where it really brings it and be, makes it planning drawings because you want someone, basically you're giving there the, the, the blueprints, right, for, yeah. for your design. Can be correctly so, interpreted by others or whatever it says. Yeah. So if you're doing it in CAD, it, people can see it, but then you can also break it down into like a, if it's, you know, if it, if it is woodwork, break it down into a, a part that's like a cut list where it breaks it down into each part so you can see what it is. It's got all the measurements there. Yeah. It, it mocks up your orthographic drawing as well of it so you can see that. So definitely things like Fusion, Tinkercad if you need to, yeah. um, SketchUp, yeah. depending on what it is. Um, 
go with that. I was chatting with Great Eights this morning about that actually about an hour ago. Um, it's a special special midday recording today, listeners. So we're both very yes. sober, hence why we're talking so what? much about the work. Uh, yeah. Well, we're gonna to have to put on. We're gonna to have to put on pause because I'm gonna to have to run down. I'm gonna leave this right. video where you had to leave because you're a responsible parent. <laughs> <laughs> the Learning Factory will return after this commercial break. Welcome back to the Learning Factory. Yeah, welcome back. Thanks for a word from our sponsor there, Abbotsford Invalid Stout. Uh, get on it. You can get that down at your local corner oh, no. store. Yes. It's lovely in a nice jar. All right. Uh, what were we talking about? Um, we're talking about CAD, actually. And I thought of something as uh, while well, listeners were listening to a non existent sponsor. Um, sponsor us. Help. Uh, I was thinking, actually, the, the cool thing if we go to, I realized today, if you make something in Tinkercad, you can pull it into Fusion 360 because they're the same company and yep. you can export it and then open it. So if you've got a really good initial idea, then you can use it as a template for a thing. And then you use that model as your B3 choice drawing because you don't need a new drawing for B3, whichever yep. makes a mistake. And then you use that as your final drawing for B4. And you, as you said, derive all of your exploded drawings and your parts list and all that. So it's worth investing the time in doing CAD, isn't it? It is, it is. And, yeah. you know, it's something that if, because that way you can still, you can still do those product uh, based units, I guess, even if you don't have the facilities, you can just sort of give them a digital, well, yeah. sort of do it all digitally. You can, you can take that design drawing and then you can go back. If you're on remote learning, like we are, the kids can then go and make it super detailed for their creation stage if they want to, still on CAD. Yeah. That's perfectly acceptable. That's what they do in diploma. You don't actually have to make it physically. Um, and as long as it functions yeah. and can be tested, I don't think anybody's. Yeah, so you can really, that. you can really sort of fill out this. You can do it, go through it super quick if you want, mm. where you're just doing some basic drawing, um, or you can then fill it out where you're having those multiple levels, and then you can even after they do CAD, you can then get them to to whether it's using blue foam or whatever, where they can then have a go at making up a a scale version of whatever it is yeah on the digital side then bees of bollock in in period one <laughs> season one <laughs> to let our our digital expertise shine through um yeah, but unfortunately that ball blew out that's right with austerity measures um <laughs> we can't afford to turn the lights on on every floor and we've had to close down the digital department Sorry, redundancies. Uh, we we decided we we couldn't afford any more Lego or Lego robots. So, yeah, Trevor Trevor from Digital has had to come down, and he's now the workshop technician. Spends his yeah. day cutting four by two. Yeah, we're we're not making anything for four by two, but it keeps him busy. It does uh, it does? <laughs> he also makes pins for the local bowling alley. Yes, we bought him a lathe. <laughs> Just spend a lot of time doing drawings in CAD, I think, here. Forget about yeah. wasting time doing justifications and specifications. They'll come. If you spend the time doing cool ideas, the rest will come, I think, is the uh, the, the basic thing here. Um, yeah. And look, it's it's a 
this is where it pays to have, um, you know, you give the, make sure the kids got a sketchbook, give them a little, um, you know, like a little maths. Or oh, the tiny little math sets with the little set squares. Yeah. Or triangle yeah. rulers, as kids love to call them. Honestly. Yeah. The next time a kid says triangle Trace- ruler to me, he's getting thrown out of a third floor window. Okay. Tracing shapes. Tracing shapes. Um, <laughs> manipulatives. The, um, yeah, the little Oxford. What are they called? They come technical in a little tin box. Kit. Yeah. Yeah. Technical yeah. math kits or something. We've got a couple. We've got some over here. They're awesome. I think, they've been, yeah. I think I've still got the same set I had since first year. They've been there since 1942. Yep. That's probably when I got I think some of, the, some of the French colonialists must have had them here. I still have a I still have an adjustable set square from before university. That's so much of a drawing nerd I am. I'm actually looking at it right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can keep talking to you while I go and check this out, but I think there's one underneath here. Oh yeah. Behind this stupid here we go. Well, that's actually a little that's thing. We've got a bit of time. We could what's the what's the obviously the bare minimum is gonna be pencils and blank paper. Well, but this is what you need. And then this you need the is Oxford our new sponsor, the Helix Oxford Mathematical Set of Mathematical Instruments. Complete so, and accurate. You know those YouTube videos where it's like an unboxing? Should we do that? It's like, oh, so it's a lovely experience unboxing here. We get to open up the tin and then we have a... We've got two, we've got two rectangle rulers. Rectangular rulers. Thank you very much. <laughs> Six inch rulers or 15 centimeters for the real world. And look, I, I know the viewer, the, the, the listeners can't see, but we've actually got two different models of Ooh. ruler, which Are they is quite interesting. And the other interesting thing is, uh, well, clearly in one year, it must be due to inflation <laughs> because one year, 15 centimetres is actually one millimetre longer than the other year. You must have been in charge of rulers that year because uh, I've heard uh, you're always overestimating the measurement of things. Yes, that's right. That's right. Uh, that's our dirty joke of the week, people. Uh, <laughs> now, yeah. we, we've the, sort of di- what are the essential things we need for sketching? What, are they, like, are you, well, what do you need for credit You need pencils and paper. What else is good to have around? Back to our sort of what do you need in your workshop sort of a feel. Or what do kids need at home look, for, for what, learning? Well, it depends. Now, mm. I would say like a little mathematical instruments, you know, like a pencil, a ruler as base and and, and a bit of paper. Mm. Um, but if, and let's face it, in most international schools, the money is not an issue for, for most of the parents. iPad Pros. Yes. With a pencil yeah. where you can then take... So I still I'm still a big believer in the old analog style though. Big time. But yeah. then to be able to take that to the next level onto um where you're doing it then on the on the yeah. iPad. You know me, I'm like As, proper old school. I will have nine different types of pencil from H to F yeah. in my set. Yeah. But I've become a recent convert to the iPad and the pencil. Um just for yes. sheer there's so many tools. I will, st- if I, given the choice, I'm still going to have paper, but for demonstrating to a class when it's up on the wall behind me, I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. Go on. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, and then you can take it from one to the next. You know, you still, it's as, as 
the advancements in particularly the pencil, you know, from the old rubber tip stylus to what it is now, oh, it's a lot better. But there's still nothing better than just getting, you know, you know your fucking arms covered in Leg. pencil. Yeah. yeah. You set set the airport security system off because you find, oh, sorry, I've just been doing some drawing. That's my old school, old school tech graphics vibes coming through there. Uh, I think that's about it. That's all you need. A drawing board would be sweet. But I, I often yeah. find that if you take the time to take 20 drawing boards out of the cupboard in a class, the, the moment has passed. Just a good, decent sketchbook. Yeah, and just make sure, like, giving kids space where they can spread. Like, there's nothing worse than having, that's one good thing of COVID, right? Everyone's used to social distancing now. So yeah. you're not going to, 18 kids aren't going to pile onto one table anymore because they all want to watch each other's fucking k-pop movie but they, they, they spread out so they got room for their elbows now yeah room for their elbows in their in their sketching lefties yeah yeah i i have Lefties. one 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 desk in my new workshop which is set up for left-handers i didn't it didn't even occur to me until a colleague said is it in, is it in the corridor <laughs> it's on the fucking balcony we don't have a balcony exactly no, he said, you know, your voices are on the wrong side. And I went, no, they're not. He went, well, you're missing one. And he says, can I put it on the other side? I was like, of course you can. So now we have two people that stand really close to each other, but one of them is left-handed. But it works for them. It never <laughs> occurred to me at all that there's such a thing as a left-handed workbench. There you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, I was, it's a little bit off the topic, but I was thinking, you know, um, all good podcasts, they, they chase it. They chase a, uh, a, a big fish. Don't they? Big fish. Get a big, get a big fish on on the podcast. Oh yeah, go on. Who are, gonna, who are you going to try and get? So our a drum roll the, in the background the, somewhere. The challenge, the challenge I've I've set myself, and we're going to have to get some serious crowd support going on this. We've we've mentioned him on the podcast before. In our fantasy faculty, oh fuck, we got to get Coxie on the podcast. <laughs> Brian Cox, Professor Brian Cox. Of BBC and physics fame. That's right. I think it would just be the crowning jewel in his media achievements to come onto the Learning Factory. All right. All right. So you know, you know they couldn't even get him on Smartless because they weren't famous enough for him. That's all right. We, it, it may take us a long time. That's our holy we, grail. It is. It is our holy grail. And... We may have to settle for lower people before, <laughs> but we will continue to strive. Okay. I thought you were going to say somebody like working in the field, like we're trying to get Lenny on or something like that, and she could tell us all what we're doing wrong or something like that. Well, look, look, that, but if, if we got her, she would be a stepping stone. Yeah. Oh, I love, because she, I love we, we just spoke about one of the most influential educators in NYP design, Stepping Stone. Yeah, Stepping Stone. She's, gonna she's probably a few degrees closer to Coxie than we are, but right. we'll get there. We will. All right. So that's the goal. And that's speaking, speaking of three goals. <laughs> speaking of, yes. Season and live three, podcasts in front of tens of thousands of people. So he's our, our big fish, our, our whale. In terms of. <laughs> If we want to keep the fishing analogy up, we've got a... Oh, the well, come to bring our sugar and tea and rum. Sorry. <clears throat> yes? So we've probably got, in the global pond, he's a small fish, but in the pool, the swimming pool of 
Perth IB. He's quite a big fish. Uh, oh, next, yeah. week we've got Bernard, next week, we've got Bernard Kerr on the podcast talking about visual arts. Visual arts. Well, that's as close as you'll get to design, isn't it? It's it's almost as fun and and almost as useful. So, yeah. It's the the practitioners are just a bit more fucking loopy. Yeah, there's a lot of just I don't know. There's a there's a word for the motion of making my hands sort of at one with themselves when you're a visual yeah. artist. I think. Yeah, we're a lot more pragmatic, I would say. Until we get any yes. fucking marking done, then it's all out the window, and I'll sit and draw right. for a while. All right. Yeah, so we've, we've got him on discussing uh, visual arts. Um, very, very knowledgeable man. Mm. That sounds good. All right. Uh, I've got class in 10 minutes, so that means I've got a bit of prep to do. I've got some stuff on Manage Back to do, and then that should leave me with already eight and a half minutes of YouTube. Thank you, listeners. Yeah. See you next week. Oh, and by the way. In order to get Coxie on the pod, we need some support. So make sure to subscribe, like, share, tell somebody who's not a teacher, is a teacher, could be a teacher, or is just thinking about taking the summer off for any reason about the podcast. Uh, catch us on all the socials at TLF underscore tweets or The Learning Factory on Insta, as the kids say. All right, catch you next right. week, folks. And, and oh. Coxie, if, you, if you're already a listener, just shoot us a message and we'll get you on. Just DM us, slide right in there into DMs and we'll, we'll get you out. All right, happy days. Happy days. You have been listening to The Learning Factory. End of recording.